Guide to Getting Permission Honey, can we have a horological menage a trois? I get it. The fear can be very real. Terrifying, in fact. Asking a significant other, especially a spouse, for permission to buy a frivolous object can be, shall we say, a task of daunting proportions. Let's not lose perspective, though. It's not like you're asking if your partner would be open to having a threesome with a complete stranger. Now that would be a far more complicated discussion, so relax. Let's be honest. The worst thing that could realistically happen will be no different than the outcome of any prior discussions you've had about buying anything. Ultimately, you'll either get a yes, no, or maybe. Simple. So what's the big deal, right? Unfortunately, many of my friends and colleagues out there really do see this as a big deal. So much so that they would probably prefer having a threesome discussion to asking to spend a single dollar on something the family doesn't truly need. With that understanding in mind, I decided to put together a guide to helping you navigate the treacherous, significant other minefield of compromise. With this blueprint, you'll be able to confidently ask for permission. Permission for watches, that is, not threesomes. Hmm. Now that I think about it, though. Just a few housekeeping items before we get started. First and foremost, my working assumption is that if you're reading this, you're not some sort of deadbeat spouse or wastrel significant other who's been beaten with the horrible person ugly stick. You have a healthy relationship with your better half, and the basic tenets of trust are in place. If not, it's probably a good idea to skip this section altogether, because the following steps will certainly not work for you. In other words, why don't you just take a hike because the adults are about to have a conversation? For the macho, I don't need to talk to my partner, I just buy what I want types. Good for you, I guess. This section also won't apply to your kind, so go enjoy being awesome in your own universe. For the rest of us tortured souls who live in a world composed of healthy discord with our loved ones, this was written for you. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get you in the mood before the knowledge is dropped. First, go find yourself a quiet place and pour a generous glass of your favorite beverage. Spare no expense. Savor each and every drop. Slowly. Light up some scented candles to get a pleasant aroma in the air. I'm partial to lavender myself. That's right. You're getting there. Now put on some gentle music to fill the silence. Relax your thoughts and feel the rhythm. While you're at it, why don't you change into something a bit more comfortable? There you go. Now nestle yourself into your favorite reading spot. Get comfortable. Open your mind to the endless possibilities before you. Be in the moment. How does that feel? Admit it, you just tingled a bit. I know I did. No more words just emotions. This brings me to the very first step of the incongruously named Horological Menage a Trois playbook. Enjoy. Number one, Inception. Describe your fantasy. First things first, you need to plant the idea of what you want. In this case, a fine timepiece you deeply covet, or to keep the ridiculous threesome theme going, an additional warm body to spice up your lives. The idea here is to bring up your desire in a somewhat casual way over a period of time. That length of time is dependent on when you know your better half will have taken notice of the mild obsession you have forming. So get creative. One approach could be to let your better half secretly catch a glimpse of you wistfully checking out a watch on your phone. If she probes you about what you're looking at, just play coy, then be somewhat dismissive. Oh, it's nothing. Just a Rolex watch I like. Over time, she'll stop asking because she'll already know. In fact, she might even start dropping hints of encouragement along the way. 
Stay laser-focused on strategically drip-feeding small hints about that special thing on your mind. Don't send mixed messages along the way about talking about tons of other shit you're interested in. That will just muddy the waters. Remember, you're looking to plant an idea. I think the brilliant Leonardo DiCaprio summed it up perfectly in his blockbuster movie Inception. What is the most resilient parasite? Bacteria? A virus? An intestinal worm? An idea. Resilient. Highly contagious. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. Right in there somewhere. Leo might have been overly intense in his delivery here, but that doesn't make him wrong. Describe your fantasy. Plant that idea. Number 2. Flirtation. Now that you've set the stage for your fantasy, it's time to learn your partner's. It's important that fantasies not be a one-sided affair because that can breed resentment over time, which will prevent you from attaining your goal. The last thing you want to get hit with is the following dreaded response. Why is it that you always get what you want, but my needs always seem to take a back seat? If that happens, you're fucked. So be smart about it. Play the long game. Think ahead and lay the groundwork for reciprocity. That begins with you demonstrating engaged interest in finding out what your better half wants. Like really wants. Of course, some might be more open to sharing actual desires than others. Just be playfully persistent with probing until you strike gold. This is a critical step to subconsciously letting your partner know that you've reached emotional parity. In other words, it proves to them that you care about their desires just as much as you care about your own. Trust me, that will pay dividends later. One approach to learning their fantasy is playing the lottery game. At the appropriate time, and ideally under the influence for maximum effect, pose the following hypothetical. If we won $5 million in the lottery, after paying off all our debts, which toys would you buy for yourself? The dollar amount of the winnings is very much by design. It's not so low that it theoretically might only be used to pay off bills, but it's not so high that it might cause your partner to dream too big. Hearing that they want to buy Bugatti Veyron for the new mansion in the Hamptons probably won't be useful intel. Then again, if they mention they would buy themselves a fancy handbag, then that might be good insight. Get them to expand on their wish list as much as you can. Then take mental note of everything shared. From there, you should be able to whittle down that list to the most obtainable item. Of course, obtainable is a relative term. So whatever feels right to you for your situation. Now that you know what your partner truly wants, you can start to casually drop it into the appropriate conversations over time as something you'll help them attain one day. Psychological reinforcement at its finest. Ah, you're the best partner ever. Number three, foreplay. Apply lubricant. You've made tremendous progress to date, but this is no time to rest on your laurels. In fact, you're about to embark upon the most challenging part of the playbook. Nothing should be left to chance, so it's important to stack the deck in your favor. To put it another way, it's time to engage in aggressive foreplay to get your partner in the right frame of mind. Not too dissimilar to the sensual verbal waltz I took you on at the start of this chapter. Are you ready? Open up your favorite lube of choice. We're now going to grease the proverbial wheels of this relationship, which will hopefully slide you towards the timepiece of your dreams. The pleasure center of your partner's brain has now been skillfully populated, indirectly by you, of course, with what they want one day. They also subconsciously know what you want, even though they think you might not know that they know. At this point it's good time to start accumulating what I like to call relationship bonus credits, 
or RBCs. This is where you're going to be the best version of yourself. Be the perfect partner in the most meaningful ways. Do the little things that make them happy and stop doing the little things that irritate them. Sure, honey, I'll wash the dishes. No problem. Or, yeah, baby, I'll pick up the dry cleaning for this week. My pleasure. Whatever it takes. Build up those RBCs. I'm sure you're curious as to how much RBC time is appropriate given the watch you want. The short answer is that it depends. But I think a good rule of thumb in this case is the 1K rule. Here's how that works. For every $1,000 in value your target timepiece is, then you should be investing a corresponding month of RBC. For example, a $3,000 piece equates to 3 months of RBC credits. A $9,000 watch equates to 9 months of servitude, and so on. Make no mistake, this is scientifically sound research that I made up just for this book. Challenge it at your own peril. Number 4. Closing. Seal the deal. Close your eyes. Slowly inhale, then follow up with the deepest exhale you can manage. Take solace in the fact that you've put in the hard work and are ready. Repeat the following words. I'm ready for this. I got this. Repeat it one more time. I'm ready for this. I got this. Open your eyes. Shake out those arms and stretch your legs vigorously. The last thing you want to do is pull a hamstring, so really loosen them up. A few final points as you prepare to meet your destiny. First, good luck. Even with some incredibly fuzzy science on your side, there are no guarantees when it comes to asking for permission. In fact, shit can go sideways quickly, so make sure you're focused. Grab some coffee if you need it. Bring your A-game. Be nimble. Adjust on the fly if things don't seem to be going your way. Your partner will smell the fear on you if you hesitate, so commit completely to the process. It's time to seal the deal and claim your prize. No backing out now, so get your game face on. To make things even easier for you, I've put together a sample script in the form of a text message exchange between two people in a relationship. Provided you follow my prior rules to a T, the following script has a 91.7% success rate. Note, there are very scientific metrics I made up on the fly, so I'm confident it'll work with the targeted group I described at the start of the chapter. Okay marginally confident. I mean, it might work. At a minimum, it'll yield a response. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm 100% confident you'll get some sort of response. Legal exposure now covered. Deal closing text exchange example. Wanted to run something by you that's been on my mind for some time now. It's something I'm pretty passionate about exploring. You got a minute? Sounds intense. Yeah, sure. What's up? You know you mean the world to me, and obviously I can't function without you. I've been thinking about the fantasy conversations we had about threesomes. <clears throat> three months ago. Not threesomes. <laughs> Sorry. LOL. I know what you're getting at. You do? Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Oh no. Really? I thought I was being subtle. Um, not really. You've been super nice. Talking about fantasies, desires, foreplay and all that stuff. Now the threesome hint. I finally connected the dots. Look, I'm not a fan, but willing to try it once. But I have conditions. What? 
First, I reserve the right to shut it down if I feel remotely uncomfortable, and it has to be someone we'll never see again. No, I meant. What? Second, I've thought about what I want for my fantasy. It's not the handbag I said I wanted. Seeing that we're being totally truthful, I decided I want that Rolex you showed me some time ago. It's really nice, and I've taken a real liking to it lately. I know it's super expensive, though, and I've been meaning to talk to you about it. Too frivolous? Wait, why did you say what the second time like that? Hmm. I'm sure we can make all of this work, including the Rolex. Anything for you.